You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Enigma. This is Seth Goldstein. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Enigma episode number 14. Yes, 14. We are here with the amazing Brendan Hufford of SEO for the rest of us and the interwebs because he's all over the place. And literally, I think we were on a Spark Toro demonstration and he brought the game there. Like he brought all of us over there and, and Rand's like, whoa, you know, so he comes with his whole posse essentially. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, man, we bring the we bring the whole squad every time. Whole squad, yeah. So for those who don't know what um, SEO for the rest of the rest of us is, can you enlighten us? Yeah. So um, I guess it makes sense to connect this to to a couple pieces even before yes. SEO for yes. the rest of us, right? So I went to college to be a teacher because that's what we let eighteen year olds do is decide the rest of their lives, and I'm it's, old. It's so weird, yeah. I'm old. So when I got to school, like what that really looked like was I got there and they handed me the course catalog, which is I'm sure is all online now. Right. But back then it was just like this big, thick phone book of just all the classes they were going to offer that semester. And they're like, pick a major. And I'm like, well, I like school. So and everybody says I'm good at school. So I'll be a teacher. And at that point, I decided to be a teacher. And I tried that. I did it for 10 years. Wow. Uh, I got my master's degree in educational administration tried climbing that ladder, realized it was leaned up against the wrong wall because I was, despite doing everything I could to do good in that career, um, I was rewarded with what a lot of teachers are. It's the reason most teachers leave the the profession after two to three years, you know, like genuine Sunday night, Monday morning panic attacks, uh, an extra 25 pounds around my midsection, uh, transparently like a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, this isn't it. This isn't what I want for my life. And I need to do you know, achieve escape velocity. And I'd been building stuff on the side. Um, I built a little jujitsu brand and all these other things. And while everybody else loved jujitsu, I, lo- I fell in love with blogging and marketing mm. and, and specifically SEO. So when I grew my side hustles enough, I ended up selling a couple of them. That's not exciting. For, I'm sorry. That's exciting. I mean, it's not, yeah, for well, I mean, it wasn't for like, gir- it wasn't for like giraffe money or anything. Um, with, sorry, my friend. <laughs> I like to say giraffe money. Like people are like, how much does a giraffe cost? I don't know. You got to have giraffe money to know, right? Yeah. Like I have no uh, it's, it's, it's a big animal. So we'll it wasn't hundred percent. I have no idea, but the people who have giraffe money, it doesn't matter how much it costs. So I didn't sell yeah. it for like giraffe money. My, my tech friends are like, you should say it was acquired. Uh, it wasn't, we put some new tile in the bathroom, right? It wasn't a lot of yeah. money, but it was freedom. And at that point I didn't know what to do. And I had all of a sudden had all this headspace. So even as still a teacher started my own little SEO agency uh, helped a photographer make an extra $42,000. And I was like, oh, there's power here. I can do this for myself. I grew some stuff, sold it. Now I'm doing client work. 
And I always thought, you know, I came up in a lot of people come up in digital marketing and I came up mm -hmm. in online marketing, like the, uh, the, the guru world and the click funnels yeah. world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought they tell you, you have to hate your job. You hate your job. Yeah, that's right. You hate your job. And they use that as motivation to get you to like get into entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. I always thought you had to hate your job. And I thought I had to quit and do my own thing. But I've got a gaggle of kids and insurance is a big question mark for me. And it's like, you do have a gaggle. What, what are you up to three? I have four, four kids. Yeah, I have four boys, uh, eight and under. So it's a trip. And but insurance matters, right? And that sort of mm -hmm. thing. I was like, that was a big question mark for me, especially with, you know, whatever way you lean politically, like the fact that insurance can change every four years is terrifying. Right. Yes. Um, and I didn't want to be in that mess. So uh, I had a friend that was like, why don't you just go work in an SEO agency? And I no yeah. no joke, Seth, I had never considered that. I always wow. thought I had to go do my own thing. And I was like, oh, oh damn, I can just like yeah. align my life. Stop pretending that I care about grading homework and curriculum maps and all this crap. Like I was living these two separate lives and I just had alignment. I went to uh, work at an agency. I was their first SEO hire. They're primarily a web design agency. And while I was there, we started growing the team, right? I, I pretty short order. I think I doubled annual revenue from 500K a year to a million a year. And I was like, wow. hey guys, we need to hire. Like I can't personally be managing a million dollars a year in revenue. So yeah. we started hiring and we would hire these people who are fairly junior, but they were like, you know, I was like, how do I help them level up? And I'm sending them blogs to read and all these things. And I was just like, I'm a teacher and I know how to do this stuff. Why don't I make my own thing? Because I felt yeah. like for one reason or another, I was never on like the insiders list in the SEO universe. And I felt like a lot of the stuff out there just wasn't, it was meant to sell, not meant to actually help people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what about like SEO? And I, this was genuinely the thought, but I was like, what about SEO for the rest of us? Like all of us who came from different backgrounds or aren't highly technical or all these other things. Um, what about SEO for us? And talking to a friend of mine, he's like, you should call it SEO for the rest of us. And that's where the brand kind of started. I started with, you know, I would advise anybody to do this. If you're looking to break into an industry, if you're looking to um, get your name out there, mm -hmm. do a big project. Go so big that people can't ignore it. So I started the 100 Days of SEO project. This is insane. Wow. Let me tell you about this. For 100 weekdays. So for 20 weeks, I committed to producing a blog post a podcast episode and a YouTube video every single day. And these were not bad. Like they were wow. pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize all the work that was going to be. So we ended up pausing yeah. that, that project like halfway through and the hundred days of SEO became SEO for the rest of us. And it was just awesome. from there that we started the community and the trainings and the events and mm -hmm. all the media around it. My goal, you know, now that's even morphed into, all right, let's, Let's make a premium product. Let's charge a lot so that we can offer a premium paid experience, but also now premium free stuff, right? Because a lot exactly. of times you have to fund stuff. You have to fund. And it makes the free stuff, stuff better. You have to pay for, and you also have to pay for the premium stuff. So it's not really, when you think about premium, you think oh, that's a big price tag, but you think about what you're mm -hmm. getting for it. You're like, wait a second, this is not our premium. This is affordable. It's just a bigger price tag because of the quality of, of what I'm getting. Yeah. And it allows me to roll that into other stuff. Right. So yeah, uh, it's allowed me to go from just doing SEO for the rest of us to now starting a software and SaaS growth consultancy called growth sprints. Awesome. 
to now starting a community just for in-house marketers. Uh, because uh, I think, as you had mentioned in one of your preview videos, I am uh, a growth marketer at Active Campaign currently. Yeah, and then we I just like this you. mix. I, I, said he, I said he does something important at Active Campaign. I was like, yeah, I do a lot of. I mean, I do. It's the same thing. I'm a big believer in this idea of deep generalism. You know, I think a lot of times we think we have to specialize to advance our careers or make more money or whatever. Um, you know, I'm an indispensable person, A, because I give a crap about things and that's a hard thing to hire for. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurial aren't great employees. Um, oh, I just, I'm a terrible employee. I'm a terrible, horrible. See, employee. I'm a great employee. I'm a terrible manager, uh, but I'm yeah. a great employee because I can get into active campaign and find all of our missed opportunities. I can rewrite a landing page. I can write a blog. I can do a new nurture sequence. I can help them build out their affiliate program. And I'm doing all of these things. I'm like glue between all these different teams because That's I have all of this experience. Important. You feel important, which then motivates you to be that much better of an employee. Yep. And it creates a virtuous cycle, right? The stuff I do at Active Campaign helps my SaaS, my growth sprints clients, mm-hmm. right? The experience that I have there helps in SEO for the rest of us, which helps in all in my community for in-house marketers. And it all creates this virtuous cycle that everything gets better and better and better and spirals upward. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's really crucial, like finding your career mix. People make it binary. Like, do you work somewhere? Do you like, what is it a side hustle? You're an example of that. You're an example that you can do entrepreneurial stuff and be entrepreneurial, be an entrepreneur, but also be an intrapreneur at the same time as you're an entrepreneur and just be a good employee. Like, and have four kids and a wife and a house and a mortgage and all this stuff. I don't know how you sleep. I know I sleep poorly. I honestly spend way too much time scrolling TikTok at night and I don't, I don't sleep nearly enough. I don't take care of my health the way that I should. Um, it's something I'm actively working on. Well, I mean, it's sooner than later, right? Like I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, it's like, well, I made a lot of money for a couple of years. Like who, I mean, money is great. It's all, but it only solves all the problems that not having money causes. And Mm -hmm. once you reach above a certain threshold, like First of all, there's no freaking end to it. You just upgrade your lifestyle mm-hmm. endlessly. Yeah, um, you never make more money. You only spend more. Yep, 100%. Like you can spend all your money, whether you're making, and, and a lot of it comes from a scarcity mindset. Uh, I've had to try to rewire my brain because the thing that got me here is not the thing that helps me grow. Doing more things at this point is not what I should be doing, right? So we yeah. brought on two community leads in awesome. uh, my in-house marketers community. I brought in a community lead for SEO for the rest of us. So now I have three. And as I say, I'm like a terrible manager. Like I'm hiring other really good people that don't need a manager. They just need an opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, and some garbage. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. So I think that's a big piece of it for me. And I'm just super, like I said, super passionate about helping people figure out like what their career mix is because mm-hmm. it's different for everybody and it changes. Yes, I noticed that today. I didn't even know this. You you did some class at the University of Chicago, which is like, it's like you would. I would hazard to say University of Chicago is like the Harvard of the Midwest. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it really. You can't is, tell Northwestern I, that. All right, sorry, Northwestern people, but I'm saying like Northwestern University of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's a very prestigious school. And yeah, it's not some bogus like joke, community college. Like that's some joker like you in there means something. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> But all of that was opportunity. Honestly, Seth, that was opportunity and putting myself out there. Like I got into my first agency position at Click Studios here in Chicago. And I put myself out there and I put myself out there and I kept like 
teaching the people I worked with and talking about it and asking to lead workshops and all of these different opportunities. And then when our, one of our directors was like, Hey, we have a, an offer to like get paid to go teach at the university of Chicago a couple nights a week. Are you in? Yeah. Because you you also have a degree in teaching. You have a master's degree, which is kind of like the, it's kind of like the, the threshold. You have to have a master's or above really the adjunct. I mean, journalism school is a little different. You have to be a journalist to be a mm-hmm. journalism school. A lot of them that I know don't have masters, but you have masters of life. Like, like seriously, that's a whole different ball game. Sure. But like, but like teaching adjunct, you know, is one of those things is like, you know, you have a master's degree in education. So, and you're a good teacher. And this one thing I love about your course is that they're, I'm being taught by a teacher, someone who has some background on how to convey the message, how to make it so that it's understandable. Cause I, I'm in a bunch of different courses. And they're great, but you got to take them for what they're worth. You got to take them for the fact that, you know, they're not teachers. These are practitioners. They're teaching you their trade. Sometimes you'll fall asleep during a video because it's it just that one was dry. Yours aren't the case. You, because yeah. you are an educator, you actually, and this is, a, I'm, I, yeah, I'm giving you a major testimonial here. You bring the imagination to the people, like, so they can see, oh, I get what he's getting at because you know how to structure a curriculum. Yeah. And not even like a traditional way. Like I kind of had to throw traditional curriculum and things and that I, it definitely bleeds through. Right. I'm glad you can tell. But I also taught in Gary, Indiana and on the South side of Chicago, like I didn't teach in some like rich kid, like school. Like I taught in communities that are very marginalized. So what I had to become very quickly was the show, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had to bring the show every day because if i didn't have good energy they didn't have good energy and i'll never forget i had a student tell me at one point mr hubbard i wasn't gonna come to school today i just came to school to see what we were doing in your class and i was like that's it like that's the value prop of what i'm because my my, i taught psychology and sociology which like definitely bleeds into marketing right like i'm a way better marketer because i taught (laughs) that stuff for so long Mm -hmm. however i also like got started to get it like it's not a tested subject i don't help them do better on their state tests so i'm like what what am i doing in service to these kids and what i came up with was like i help get them here i get the butts in the seats and that might mean that i come in and i got a yeah i got a stupid joke on the board i got i'm telling some dumb story i'm making them all laugh um i would have kids like last period of the day they would come in and just be like rubbing their hands together because they were just they'd heard what we were doing that day and it was like they were pumped they were like no no no, you could tell it you do the joke you're gonna do we already know we've all been talking about it all day but do it anyways and it's like i love that like you can see my face i hope people can hear my voice if they're just listening to this but like i get to do that full time now and i want that i want that for more people exactly and it's a different it's a different student it's not like you have to bring the game constantly like otherwise the kids are not going to come to school kind of thing like it's different it's the same thing though because i run communities i send emails i do these things like you still need people to have an expectation of like this is worth my time especially if you're marketing to marketers or whatever else like you gotta you gotta bring a different kind of game and you have to understand that like people aren't going to waste their time on things that aren't providing value or the money and i I remember brendan brought in the fact that he's raising the prices i think i was like one of the first three people to say take my money i was like yeah i was was already subscribed to the basic plan i'm like no i want everything i just literally want everything he produces 
I will get to it eventually. Thank God it's recorded because like, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can get you, but I, hopefully I, not too much of, because that's no, another piece just, that people. I have an eight-year-old. You have yeah. four kids. You know, you have a kid. You can squeeze the stuff in. But what I love about this, what you produce, is you can squeeze it in. I can go mm-hmm. listen for an hour, get some knowledge, and then go play with the kid for a little bit. Like, let me, if it's a, yeah, go ahead. Let me give you an example. So uh, hopefully it's not too much because that's something oh, I really okay. pride myself on as a teacher. A lot of people are like, join my course. It's $1,000, over 40 hours of video content. Oh, Holy crap, way. 40 hours. Do you not realize that that's hurting your sales and hurting people's success yeah. rates? I just bought... Uh, Justin Welsh is this guy that I've, I've gotten to be friends with recently. He's big on LinkedIn um, and like, super smart, like has a SaaS sales background. Uh-huh. And I bought his course called The Operating System. It's just how to, you know, communicate better on LinkedIn, how to grow your following, uh, both content creation, inbound sales, outbound, mm-hmm. lead capture, all this stuff that people don't really talk about um, on LinkedIn or don't do well. Like they just spam on LinkedIn. Um, oh, and it's, he it's does- notorious for that. Yeah. He does it really well. And I was like, all right, I want to learn that. It was like $150. And I'm like, shut up and take my money. So I, I bought it. And I'm not I'm not kidding you. He breaks it up. He chunks it really well. Oh, that's no awesome. section is over. Maybe one section or two sections are over five minutes. And like, oh, you know. They're digestible. Yeah, like I can watch stuff. You can plan. I can see. I can do myself. I went through it in two days. I went through it in two days. I wrote out my game plan. I did all the action steps, he said, because it was short. It was punchy. It wasn't like highfalutin anything. There were no animations. I think it looked like he recorded the whole thing in Loom. Like, and it's fine. It's good enough because the information and the structure is what mattered. But it it wasn't everything he knew, right? It was only the things that you needed to know to do the thing that you want to do. And I think that's a better way to, so I built the SEO roadmap, right? Just Mm -hmm. where are they? Okay. They're here on the roadmap. They only need to know this thing and then they need to do this thing. And then that takes them to the next part. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then that's what I love about your course is that I can digest it. And on a previous call, we were chatting, you know, and I was saying like, there's other groups out there that are very, like they're very Ivy league. I would almost say like they're all the, all the, the, the who's who of who is of SEO, of SEO is in there and they have a bunch of education in there. And it's fantastic and all that. They charge a premium for it, but it's too much. It's just, you get lost in there. What I love about yours is that you, the way you break it out is, is logical. It's like, this is what we're talking about in this course. And it's, and then you, but then you also teach it because you're a teacher in such a way that, it can be absorbed because a lot of times, like you know, especially I'm 40 years old, and I'm 37. Brain, exactly, you know, our brains are not as moldable as they were when we were 18 going to college sure. or hell when we were eight. Like my son, your son is learning video editing this week, and the kids picked it up and is making videos that are hour long that are actually halfway decent for an eight year old. Like he can absorb everything. My brain, I need stuff like what you do with a good teacher that can actually just kind of get it in my head and make it stick. So yeah, that elasticity and harnessing that, but there, there has mm-hmm. to be, so there's three pieces for it. If you're making any sort of content online, people do this for marketing content and then they go to make their course and it is literally just a brain dump of everything they know. Yeah, exactly. Consider your course. Like if you're doing any sort of digital training, consider that to be the same as a YouTube video. 
Yeah. It has to keep people's attention. It has to be punchy. Make it the same way you would make a YouTube video where the number one metrics are uh, watch time and retention. Mm-hmm. Do Does it keep people here and do they watch most of it? If you yeah. thought about your course materials that way, and you also thought about, this is my three three-step framework, is educate, empower, and entertain, right? Yeah. Put some gifts in there, put your personality, entertain the heck out of them, make it fun to watch, make them forget that they're watching a course. Um, but you also have to educate them. You have to give them the tools to do the thing. And then you have to empower them to go do it. I'll never forget. I got an email. I have a link building course um, all about like building backlinks without sending spammy emails. And somebody repl- sent me an email and they're like, hey, man, I just want to tell you uh, the fact that you say in your videos, stop, don't go watch the next video because everybody in courses goes, see you in the next video. And I actually say, stop, go do this. Don't yeah. watch the next video. You know how to do this. Now you have to go do it. Here's how you go do it. Apply your knowledge. Yeah. Enforcing. You can do that in a classroom, right? Like we can pause and I can give them an exercise to do. People don't do that in courses. It's just vomiting information at people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, there's a better structure because my goal is not to make a number of like sales. I don't, I don't care. I don't frankly, like I make enough money at my day job that the outside of work stuff is great. And I get paid a lot for it, Yeah, but, um, I want results. I want, I want testimonials. The way I said uh, to somebody else the other day uh, is I don't want the headline. I want the byline. And what I, what I meant by that, I know as soon as I said it, me and uh, Kristen, who's my boss at at active campaign, we were both like, Oh, that's a good one. Um, And what that means to me is that like, I don't need like the big like sales number. I don't need the big thing. Like I want the, the, the one under it of like, this is the people that actually had success. This is, these are the lives that were changed. Mm-hmm. These are the yes. people who actually did the thing. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Oh, I've had, oh, oh, I have 20,000 students in my course. Cool. How many of them actually did a thing? Uh, like 200. Yeah. Well, like 200 out of 20,000 is, is abysmal, yeah. right? Like make something that matters, make something that actually yeah. helps people. And it's something I'm constantly pushing on. That's awesome, dude. So, all right. So where's the best place? Where are you the most active on? social like if you LinkedIn, want, I mean, I, 100% LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn. I, I was all in almost, on Twitter every once in a while I find you on Twitter every once in a while I see you pop out there but LinkedIn I, I see you like going at it on LinkedIn <laughs> I was big on Twitter um until I realized that Twitter it's very easy for Twitter even like just to destroy your mental health mm-hmm. um everybody making threads about how to make threads and uh, tweet storms about tweet storms. I just, it's exhausting to me and how now whatever tactic, just cause I work in marketing and most of the people I'm connected with are marketers, like just copying the tactics and everything has to be a thread about some nonsense. And it's like, you guys are copying the tactics, but you suck at it. Cause you don't know why and how to make it, how to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, give you a good absolutely. example, like threads are big on Twitter right now, especially in marketing. The yeah. problem is that people fundamentally don't understand how to make it. They just write out a blog post and make the next parts go in each thing. And it's like, nobody wants that. Let's talk about copywriting. Let's talk about how the goal of the first sentence in any advertising is to get people to read the second sentence. And the goal of the second sentence is to get people to read the third sentence that let's now let's take that skill set, put it into threads. The goal of the first thread is to make a promise so big that people are in say, like, here's a thread about it. You get, you earn the right for them to click through. All right, I want to see what's next. The goal of that second tweet, also all the tweets have to stand alone. So not only do they have to go together, they have Mm -hmm. to stand alone. Every single one should be retweetable on its own. Again, I don't even, I was just so over it seeing it. It's in it. 
again, like Twitter is just a cesspool. You cannot get Twitter to stop showing you all of the terrible mm -hmm. outrage in the world. So I went to LinkedIn and I learned how to use LinkedIn, hence me investing in a course on it. I learned how to use LinkedIn. It's driving a ton of business for me. I'm having a lot more LinkedIn. fun. And I it's just, it. yeah, it's extremely effective, uh, both for growing your business, but again, like people poo poo on platforms until they learn how to use them. I don't see anybody big in SEO or in the kind of marketing I do that's huge on Instagram. So that's oh. where my eyes are going next. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta do that. So, all right, so great. So SEO for the rest of us.org is, yep. is the one there's in what's, what's the word of the other two? So uh, SEO for the rest of us, if you're interested in SEO, it's SEO for the rest of us.org. Uh, if you're interested in SaaS marketing, it's growth sprints.co.co. Uh, and then if you are an in-house marketer, there is all in-house.co. Um, all in is something I'm like just going all in. I, I'm a firm believer in this is kind of the premise of the community is that going all in on your career means going all in on yourself, betting Absolutely. on yourself first. So professional de development through personal development. So it's it's kind of merging a lot of things that I love. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, you know, I, I've been lucky that I, I don't know where I, I think I found you. I think you were on the Matt Report with Matt Medeiros. Yeah. And I heard, I heard you on there and I was like, okay, let me, because that's the WordPress system. That's where I was. I'm very much in the WordPress site frame of mind. WordPress, yep. then SEO, then digital marketing is kind of my, my kind of trend trends here. So I found you over there and signed up and then we become friends. You're such a friendly dude. And I like that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Same. You're, you're, you're approachable. You're not like, I'm hot stuff. You know, I'm the best. You're yeah. approachable. You're like, let's just talk about this. And it makes makes your course, courses and your community worth every cent. So and I really appreciate you being on the, on the program. This will probably come out next week. Appreciate um, it, man. Get see it and all that. But, you know, definitely. Yeah, and dude. I, fast, he's not necessarily a Yankees fan. No, I mean, if you're watching the video, you can see where my real uh, heart lies. You can. This is uh, just one small piece of my Cal Ripken Jr. baseball collection because oh, I wow. have. When I was a kid, if there was a Cal Ripken card that was made between uh, whenever, when did he start? Not like in the early '80s. So everything yeah. from like '82 to maybe like '94, I have every Ripken card. Yeah, it's me with Mike Schmidt. Yep. Oh, that's so good. I, still, I, I will not throw them out. And the reason why I first liked Mike Schmidt was because he had a mustache like my dad. OG Phillies. Yeah, man. Yeah, but seriously, that's the reason why I picked my idol. I picked him because he had a mustache. Yep. Yep. You get throw, throw a little Lenny Dykstra in there and you're good. Dude, people talk, try to talk. Like we, I went to a White Sox game the other day. No clue who any of the players were. It's so bad. But like, if you want to talk like late eighties, early nineties baseball, oh, yeah. I am your guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch baseball, but back in the day, I watched it constantly because it's constantly. Like, it's just different. I mean, people love current baseball and that's fine. It's just not for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think it, it was that era. It was that time when everything I watched a, uh, and this is such a tangent, but I watched the uh, field of dreams game last night. Oh, wow. The Yankees, Yankees played the white Sox at the field out in Iowa. And, uh, that hit me with some like pretty hard nostalgia. And I, I'm pretty sure we're watching field of dreams in the Hufford house tonight. Oh, that's such, and it's such a good show. Yeah, for sure. Movie, 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 that show. Movie. Same. <laughs> Same thing. It's a good, good storyline. Yeah, you know, one of Kevin Costner's best movies. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Seth. Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. All right. Everyone, check out entrepreneursenigma.com and goalsteamedia.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.